Hey there, fellow resistors. You're listening to the Dworkin Report. I'm Scott Dworkin. Today on the show, I interview resistor Kristen Mink. She is the teacher and mother who confronted Scott Pruitt peacefully at a local D.C. restaurant and asked him to resign. Yesterday, he did. And I absolutely think that this played into it. And it serves as a great model for resistors to respectfully criticize their public officials in a peaceful manner. Sets the stage. Well, that being said, here's my interview with Kristen Mink. Kristen Mink, welcome to the Dworkin Report. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for everything you do, Rockstar. I mean, uh, uh, nah, let's not oversell it here, Scott. <laughs> uh, I I would just you know beg to differ. You know, it's uh it's activism like yours that uh, is really really making a difference nowadays. Um, and you know, if you could tell our our listeners a little bit about yourself, your professional career in education, and what inspired you to get involved, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of resisting against the Trump administration. Sure. Yeah, um, I've been a teacher for years. Um, you know, I mean, I followed politics kind of much more loosely until the Trump administration took hold uh, or until Trump started running, I guess we can say. Uh, you know, I care about kids. Clearly, I care about the future. Uh, I care about feminism and women's rights and, and all those sorts of things. And Trump's campaign, as was evident from the start, runs against, you know, all of my values, just really all of them. Um, right. So so I, I started getting a lot more involved then. Right. And and so let's let's get into it. Let's talk about your your discussion um with uh, former EPA chief Scott Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Um so you you went out to eat. Where where'd you go? Where'd you go to eat? Uh teaism in Penn Quarter because oh. I I uh, had some relatives in town from out of the country. I wanted to take them to the museum. Right. And so you you go to teaism and you're you're there and at some point mm-hmm. you see Scott Pruitt, right? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm terrible at recognizing people. My husband spotted him and he was like, oh my God, Scott Pruitt's eating lunch here. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and immediately my reaction was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to talk to him. Clearly. Really? Really? Yeah. So you, so it kicked in the gear. How did you, did your, was was the husband the one who recorded it? Yeah, he was. Did you know you were on video at that time? Uh, oh, when he recorded me? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's what you do in today's day and age, right? You record it. I mean, you know, of course, there was always a chance that Scott Pruitt was going to say something like really useful and intelligent or be like, oh, yeah, great advice. Uh, like, I want to submit my resignation. You know, you want to have that on tape, of course. Right. Absolutely. Um, but also, of course, if he says nothing, um, I want that on tape, too. Did you know what you were going to say when you went up to him? Like, had you been working up to it in in your head for over a year? <laughs> I mean, if I if what I've been working up to say to him in my head for over a year was so much longer than, right, than what right. was on that video. Um, so, no, I mean, I took a minute, I mean, really like a minute or two to scribble down notes on the back of my receipt because I was, you know, I was kind of nervous. I didn't know, uh, you know, if my mind would go blank when I got up there. Right. You know, approaching strangers in restaurants is not, you know, my my like a go to afternoon. Um so, yeah, so I scribbled down just, a, you know, two or three of, of the uh, the scandals that I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll hit on a couple of these of what I'm unha- unhappy about. And then other than that, um, I was just really speaking from the heart. So uh, the the urging him to resign, I don't think that I knew I was going to say that when I went up there. But, you know, that's what I want him to do is like get out, get out of office, stop doing what you're doing. So that, that part came pretty naturally. Because you had your son with you it, it seems like he was more receptive and less threatened and and whatnot 
um, maybe caught off guard by the fact that you were saying this stuff and your son was witnessing it, which is which is awesome as well. When you went up there to talk to him, was he receptive initially or, or did he kind of did you, do you think he was actually listening when you were talking to him? Well, I'll say that he he smiled at first when I came up and I think maybe maybe it's because he didn't know what I was going to say when I was like, oh, are you Mr. Pruitt? And this part's on the video. My husband hadn't started filming yet. Um, which pro tip, as I told him later, I was like, don't you think you should have started recording before you walk up, right? Just to make sure. I found out later after the fact that he was like fumbling with the video and he was hitting the volume button instead of, <laughs> anyway, luckily he got all of that worked out in time. But, you know, the conversation started with me saying hello and just asking if he was the right person. Um, and at that point, uh, Pruitt was smiling and, and maybe he thought like I was a super fan, you know, recognized him across the restaurant. Um, you know, and then of course I was like, I think you should resign and his face fell. Um, and, uh, the more of his scandals I started listing, um, then he started looking a lot more uncomfortable, defensive, angry, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So what did you say to him so that listeners who haven't heard it yet, what, what along the lines, what did you say? Just a kind of crash course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said, you know, this is my son. Um, he likes clean air, clean water you know, animals, all that kind of thing. And um, we deserve somebody in the EPA who's going to protect those things for our future. And then I listed off a few of his scandals, like the fact that he um, was getting discount rent from an energy lobbyist uh, whose clients the EPA is supposed to be monitoring. He's spending taxpayer dollars on personal expenses like first class tickets um, came out later also things like tactical pants, whatever those are. Right. I don't think Scott Pro needs tactical pants for anything. I don't think he mows his own lawn, but whatever. Um, you know, uh, $1,500 on fancy pens. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I listed off uh, a few of his scandals and then I told him that uh, I urged him to resign before his scandals push him out. Here's audio of Kristen's encounter with Scott Pruitt. She walked straight up to him and asked him to resign. Kristen then introduces her son, who cares about clean water and clean air. She then talks about some of his scandals and closes with this. I would urge you to resign before your scandals push you out. Right. Well, it, you know, it seems like he he may have listened, or it may have been the final <laughs> nail to get get him in there. And when it went, uh, when you kind of finished up your conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. Did did he leave? Did you leave? Or you guys were b both there still? Um, no, he left immediately. So I I turned around and, and started walking back to my table. It was clear that he wasn't going to respond in any kind of substantive way. Clearly, the conversation was over when I finished. Um, so I started walking back to to my table, and by the time I got there and turned around, uh, all the four of them were gone. So Pruitt, the guy he was eating with, and then they had two security guards at at another table. Right, Under, understood. And and then when you, I guess, when did you post the video? Um, that went up probably. Oh, I don't know, a a couple hours later, maybe an hour or two later. I was walking around the museum, and I and I got around to posting it. And did you think? I mean, I, I, I know that I haven't before, like I've had different videos I've, I've posted of interactions and things like that, where I'm like, you know, I don't think that this is going to go anywhere. Uh, or like, uh, you know, I, I'm like, I, I hope people, you know, at least see that, you know, we're resisting or, or doing something here. And then sometimes it goes crazy. This was off the charts. Did you expect it to get that nuts? Oh my God. No, no. I don't think I would have had my kid in the shot, in the shot if I knew it was going to go that nuts. Right. Um, 
No, that was, that was really crazy. I mean, I checked it after, you know, an hour or something and I was like, whoa, 5,000 views. Like that's crazy. You know, right, <laughs> you know, right. and it got so, 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 so much bigger than that. It was really unexpected. This episode of the Dworkin Report is brought to you by Resistors Like You. We aim to keep this show independent for as long as we can. Visit DworkinReport.com to see how you can help out. One of the best ways is by hitting that contribute button in the top right and giving what you can. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. I think that one of the key parts of it is it was real. And, you know, they always talk about, oh, this... uh, crisis actors and all this made up stuff where uh, mm-hmm. they act like our protesters are, are paid and all, all this other jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's uh, I think it was just so natural and real. Uh, and you were speaking for all Americans. Uh, and, and I think a lot of Americans agreed with you. And from there, you know, uh, I think ten, at least uh, tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds uh, started calling for his resignation Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been trying to boot through it for a while. You know, we've been working on that oh, campaign yes. f- since he started. Uh, right. Right. But, but which no, is, it's... which is exactly why, like, it's, I think it's a little, you know, I cannot take almost any credit, maybe none really. Um, I think I added a little bit of heat to the fire that, you know, Scott Pruitt obviously built himself, but then so many, you know, activists, environmental activists, um, you know, whistleblowers, investigative journalists, like people have been working on this for so long and it's been building up to this critical mass. Um, you know, and I feel like I was maybe just one little, one, one extra little flame to help turn up the heat right there, right there at the end. And and I, and I hope that that helped get him out. I hope so. But a lot of people have been working on this for a long time and I'm very grateful to them. Absolutely. I think of you as like a wide receiver catching the touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like that's, what, that's, that's very generous. That's what, <laughs> that's what kind of happened here. It's, well, it's hard, you know, you get a short window, you have one chance, it's never going to happen again. Um, you know, and there's, few people who would, who would get in front of him who's opposition and so the the your candor your professionalism um your tone and and keeping it civil uh, uh, although you know requesting his his resignation it just all flowed so naturally and it it just was it was the perfect moment um and so you know it, i think it was really important and and funny enough as much as you may scoff at it it's an important moment now in american <laughs> history uh, and I think it oh, will inspire. God, uh, no, no. I think it'll inspire other people. That's one of the key things. It'll inspire other people to speak out when, you know, they're being they have an opportunity to talk to people who only talk to people in their mm-hmm. own party or, or something like that. And I and I think it really is, um, you know, it's people like you that are going to help us get across the finish line here. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it is much more important than you may think you may think it is. But uh um, I, I will I will ask you, you know, how did you first find out yesterday that he he resigned? Uh, I was on the phone on an interview and uh, my husband got got a text from a, from a friend, um, at, you know, immediately when Trump's tweet went out. So I heard very quickly and he called out to me and I was like, what? I got off the phone immediately. And and, you know, we were so excited, just really elated. And then, you know, less than a minute later, of course, we're like, OK, like, who's the interim? Right, <laughs> it's a coal right. lobbyist, right. you know, and we're like, okay, well, back to the drawing board, you know. Right. It's, <laughs> it's back to the, the next firing uh, or resignation push. Uh, right. And he's, he's he's absolutely awful. You know, he's he's 
the the new guy is is terrible as well. Oh, he's the worst. He's going to be, I mean, at least as bad. I mean, Scott Pruitt, you know, he had these scandals here that made him kind of a laughing stock and kept him in the news and and made it possible to push him out. Um, But my issue, obviously, is with his agenda. It's with his policies. And his agenda is Trump's agenda, which is to deregulate the EPA. You know, he wants to roll back protections on our air, on our water, on our food, right? Um, All this stuff. So, uh, that's just going to continue. It doesn't matter who Trump and this GOP Congress gets to put in place. It's going to be somebody who's enacting an agenda that's in the benefit of big businesses and lobbyists, not the American people. So I think like the takeaway from this is, well, twofold. One, that the people have power, right? Seize every opportunity. And I don't think that it has to look like what I did. You know, I was inspired by many people who have spoken up in other ways, many other activist groups. Um, and I think it can look however people want it to look. Um, obviously, you know, no violence, but, um, you know, speaking out, that can look a lot of different ways. And I've participated in other types of protests as well. Um, but that said, I think that, so A, we see that turning up the heat, it works. One person can do that, seize the opportunity. It's our right and our responsibility. Um, but two, that um, what we really need to do is get out the vote in November. These midterms are so important, right? Trump, you know, unless he gets impeached and then we have, you know, Pence in his place anyway, right? We're going to have a president who's not uh, serving in our interests for a, a while, we need at least a Congress that's on our side to provide a little bit of a check or a balance here. So these midterms are, are maybe the most important that they've that they've ever been. Absolutely. And when are you running? <laughs> I love being a teacher. I love being a teacher, Scott. Understood. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, I always mention that to, to folks like yourself. I mean, because uh, you're you're made for it and it's not meant to be an insult Uh <laughs> it, it's meant to be, you know, rejuvenating politics and whatnot. So it's something to right. something to think about. Um, one question that I ask every guest that ever co- comes on my show um, is is this, and this is, you know, along the same lines of your conversation with with Pruitt. If uh, the Donald, if Donald Trump were listening right now, which he probably isn't, but if he's listening to his working report right now, then th- we're in real trouble. Uh, but what would you want to tell him? You know, honestly, Scott, I don't think he's going to listen to anything that anybody says because he's completely self-serving. You know, um, the only people that he cares about are people who are going to pat him on the back uh, and make him feel good, even if that person is, you know, Putin or Kim Jong-un. So uh, I wouldn't try to say anything sensible. And I'm not really one to like waste time on emotional attacks or anything like that. I think we just need to get Trump out of office, get his cronies out of office and uh, find a balance of power of power as quickly as possible. I think that's right. And that's one of the key things is is making it clear you know, where does this all stem from? Who chose him in the first place? Who's separating the families at the borders? Who's the one fighting women's rights? Who's the one who's actually, you know, trying to degrade our society and our, hurt our democracy and meet with people who committed, uh, you know, acts of, of war against the, the country? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just it's really buffoonery when I when I see it at the end of the day. Um, but, y- you know, what's what's next for you? You know, going back to being a teacher, I mean, I'll stick around and talk about talk about politics as long as people want to hear me do it. And I do that, you know, in the classroom, too. Um, you know, I teach my kids about having debates and, and we look at both sides and we use facts and we use information and we talk about how to make our voices heard and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's really that's really important to me. But I'll keep doing that, uh, you know, in, in the public eye as much as, you know, as much as people want me to. I, um, you know, I do feel like this was really happenstance. Um, and, uh, so I do feel like a sense of responsibility to get out 
you know, related messages while I have this platform that I really in no way, you know, deserve. It was just, you know, such, such chance. And so I feel like, you know, if I can speak for a lot of other people that I need to do that. So I'll do that during this brief 15 minutes. And then I, I think I will get back to get back to teaching. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited that there are so many progressives out there who are cheering this on. I'm excited that there are so many progressives who have been, uh, you know, who went to the polls and the primaries, like we saw the, the success of um, Alexandria up in New York. Uh, and I think that we're showing the establishment Dems something, right? As they choose their direction, you know, do we want to let, you know, the DCCC make all the decisions? Um, do, do we think that that's going to have a succeed in the end? Is that going to turn Congress blue? Is that going to put who we want in the White House? I think we're seeing that the answer, that the answer is no. So for the progressives out there, I would urge you to um, find progressive candidates that might not be being funded um, by the DCCC uh, and, uh, you know, send some money their way. No, and I, I think, you know, what's uh, one of the things that's crazy is Republicans who I meet with and elected members of Congress that are Republicans, they, they, their look of horror and shock on their faces every time that they see that um, that it's the resistance is mostly Democrats. They're like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, who do you think is marching in the streets? Who do you think they're going to vote for? What do you what do you think, right. man? And people like you inspire people like me to keep going. Uh, and and so I can't thank I can't thank you enough for your patriotism. I can't thank you enough for for what you did for this country. And I know that you, um, it was it was random, but that's what made it so beautiful. And that's what at the end of the day. Um, I, I think why it went viral and why it was so well understood is because you were speaking from the heart and it was it was impromptu. And so I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, everything you've done here and, and then for stepping out on top of that to, to speak out when you did when you were given that platform is just is just absolutely wonderful. So thank you again for taking the time today. Yeah, my pleasure. And likewise, Kristen Mink, everybody. A model for the resistance and how to take the fight to the Trump administration in a respectful and effective way. Brilliant. Thank her again uh, for her taking the time today. Thank my producer, Grant Stern. And uh, also, check out our website, DworkinReport.com. It's a news aggregator website now. So it's going to be pretty extensive when we're done with it. It's still in construction right now. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. Keep resisting. Onward! Onward!